0: to the hollow sky podcast we are your hosts i'm steven and kyle welcome to another fantastic monday morning the beginning of a new week we hope that we can help you all get this kicked off and started off right um today uh, i'm gonna start a little series about something that is fairly recent Um, there was a post that popped up on 4chan about a UFO UAP whistleblower and I dug through all of that and pulled out his Q and a, and I'm going to share it with all of you and just see what you think. Again, we're not in any camp, whether this is real or whether it's not, I'm just here to share the information so you guys can kind of make your own assumptions on it. But before we get into that, we got to get through The business. So check us out at all social medias Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, Discord, any socials you can think of. Search up the Hollow Sky podcast and we will be there. Um, Also check us out on Wednesday nights on YouTube. It's our live show, the night shift. You can call in and share your paranormal experiences, hang out, be part of the chat. It's a good time. If you have a paranormal experience you'd like to share and have featured on a future show, Kyle's got some info that you're going to want to take down, but it's already in the show notes, so it's also there.
1: It is in the show notes, but you can call or text the holophone 1618-556-0837. You can write your story out or record it and shoot it over to the email, which is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com which is probably the most successful way to get your story on the show. Just seems to be the easiest and works the best for us. Uh, The holophone, though, is really your go-to for the night shift. That's kind of what she's there for. I mean, you're more than welcome to call or text the holophone whenever you want. That's what it's there for. But always remember that number for the night shift. To call in and have a conversation with us. Tell us your story. Ask us some questions. Whatever you want to do.
0: If you submit to the website, it also shoots it over as an email. So it's basically the same thing. If you'd like to (sighs) some, wow, let's try that again. If you'd like to support the show, there's a bunch of ways you can do it. We have a Patreon. You can pop over there and check that out. See if there's any tiers that you would be interested in. We got a bunch of extra content over there. Um, We have a Venmo. You can pop some change into the old uh, monster Fund and support our addictions and our habits. We have our web store up You can go over there. We got stickers and shirts and whatnot. See if you'd like any hollow swag. Uh, best thing you could do is share the show word of mouth to all your weird friends. that love to listen to podcasts and listen to two dudes talk about weird shit. You can share the show on social media, help spread the word that way, get our listeners up and expand the hollow cult. Another thing you can do is go to your podcatcher, wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, It helps us out tremendously, kind of expands our reach in the world of weird podcasts, and we just like to hear from you guys. So, today's 5-star rating and review comes to us from our friend GCS83. GC says Art Bell would be proud... Five stars. I grew up listening to Coast to Coast AM in the late 80s all the way through the 2000s. After we lost art, George did an awesome job carrying on the legacy. Unfortunately, they they are no longer on the air and their podcasts are too short. In comes Hollow Sky. These guys are absolutely everything I wanted. I feel like I'm back in the 90s listening to art. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you so much. GC, that is probably the best compliment that I personally could get. I, uh, I too grew up listening to art. My dad was an over the road truck driver. He was constantly talking about uh coast to coast. So as I got older, I would tune in on the AM radio and try to catch the weirdness, man. It, he kind of filled a void that us out here in the middle of nowhere didn't get a lot of exposure to.
1: Yeah. I second that. I mean, it's, one of the biggest compliments that we could pro- probably receive to Arts be the with goat. you. Yeah. I mean, you can't beat it. You can't deny it. I mean, it, it, we pay homage to him whenever we can. So being even remotely mentioned in the world that he walked is more than enough for
0: us. Yeah. The man dedicated his life to be a platform for people to share their experiences. If we can if we can just even <laughs> ride the coattails of what he put together yeah. it is an honor uh,
1: yeah i agree
0: so that was much much needed i might add
1: oh yeah to hear that <laughs> it's awesome
0: yes and in in the spirit of art we have our uh, listener experience for today it comes to us from our friend Larissa it's cabin 3 a.m. weirdness Larissa says, Hi, boys. This is my second submission. The first one was a lucid dream. Anyway, I wanted to tell you what happened this past weekend while it's still fresh in my mind. We stayed at a cabin in Oklahoma, and honestly, although the woods looked peaceful, I had an off feeling the whole weekend like we were being watched. Our last night there, I was sleeping and I got awoken by what sounded like a loud stomping running in the room. I thought it was one of the kids coming to wake me up, but I immediately realized the door was still closed. So at that point, I knew it was something paranormal. I was desperately looking for my phone to use the flashlight app on it, and I turned on the bedside lamp. It was pitch black. Before I was able to do that, I swear I saw a silhouette next to my bed, and also a light that flashed from the corner of the room to where I was. Yeah, WTF. I've never seen or heard something like this before. I did manage to turn the light on, and when I looked at my phone, I saw that it was 3 a.m. on the dot. Now, I normally would be scared AF of something like this happening, but I wasn't scared at the time. I was like, oh, it must be a ghost or something, and then I fell back asleep. It didn't feel scary, if that made sense. This is not the first time I've had a paranormal experience when I stay somewhere other than my house. I wonder if there's a connection. Stay weird, my friends. Uh, Larissa, first off, thanks for submitting and uh, sharing your experience with us, trusting us with that. I love that you guys take the time to uh, do this. And um, I guess the best thing we can give to you guys is a platform where you can share these experiences as free from insecurities as you can, because that's what art was all about. And that's what we like to be all about. But back to your submission. Um that's, it is it is strange. The light the light flash is that something did I hear you talking about that, Kyle? Seeing the light? Yeah. The light flash. Yeah,
1: I see that every once in a while. <clears throat> I haven't in quite some time, actually, now that you mention that. But yeah, I used to I could I could close my eyes and try to go to sleep and I'd see like a flash of light. And And I know for a while there, Tony talked about, he was going through it too.
0: That's interesting. It is
1: really weird. Because for a while there, it made me wonder if uh, I was starting to have some type of health issue or something. Yeah. You know, because I don't fucking know. And then now, dude, I couldn't tell you the last time that I had that experience.
0: It'll be interesting to see if it pops up again.
1: To be honest with you, i Feel like it ran in correlation with the the woman that I would hear in once in a while. Yeah, that's
0: weird. I was I was just gonna ask. I wonder if there is a correlation between that and whatever this this shadow entity is that I uh, was seeing. Um, it's also weird that it's at three a.m. We all know what that means yeah. about the witching hour and all of that. It is a definitely a weird correlation. Um, I don't know. I'm interested if there's any um any kind of history to the cabin you stayed at. But then again, as you said, it's not the first place you've stayed that you've had a paranormal experience that wasn't at your home, so could also be like your
1: tag along. The common denominator here—you <clears throat> got a passenger,
0: and and the fact that she wasn't afraid of it is is also kind of an anomaly in when you hear of shadow entities and whatnot.
1: I, I would say that it doesn't necessarily mean that it's nefarious by any means. Yeah. You know, cause I've had not a personal experience, but someone described to me that there was a shadow person following me when I was younger, but the way she ends up describing it is it more or less sounds like a grandpa that just passed away. Yeah. So it just, I don't know. And there's a, there's a lot to that world that we don't understand. So it's kind of, it, it's, it's, Fun to speculate, but it's also hard at times because you just don't know what advice to give, you know? I feel like you should always be cautious, but I wouldn't also always jump to a conclusion either.
0: Yes, it's, it's interesting. And now I'm curious if the if the light-flash correlation has to do with seeing these entities, since you said it kind of went hand-in-hand hand with the the woman that you were dealing with as well. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting, interesting experience. And thank you again for sharing it, Larissa. (sighs) I am curious as to whether or not there was more history to that cabin, but we shall see. Okay. From there, we're going to jump into the meat of the episode Uh, here recently. There was a post on 4chan, which, you know, you got to take 4chan for what it is. We're just going to go into it, right? So this is the 4chan whistleblower. On April 24th of this year, an anonymous poster on 4chan came forward and claimed to have intimate knowledge of UFOs and UAPs and their origin. The OP did an open Q&A for anyone that was on the thread at the time. I'm going to share this Q&A since it's relatively recent and I wanted to kind of get on top of it before it lost its uh, luster. I, again, it's 4chan. 4chan even states on on its opening page that everything that's posted in here is to be considered fiction. But time and time again, you hear these weird things on 4chan and you come back to these threads after they're proven to be true. Even, even in the true crime world where people are posting weird shit about true crime and it comes back that they go to these 4chan threads as evidence of, of such things. So regardless, you have to make the decision as to whether this dude is just blowing smoke up everybody's ass or what the deal is. It is an interesting back and forth regardless of its legitimacy, right? So I went through and I pulled all the questions and all of his answers that were on this thread, just to see what the Cult thinks about it. Kyle, feel free to chime in at any time when I when I hit a QA and a to see if you've got anything, any meat on this. Right on. So the thread starts off with an introduction from an anonymous poster. They say, I have intimate knowledge of what the U.S. currently knows about UFOs minus the last two years. He has bullet points here. UFOs are primarily unmanned drones. UFOs are built to spec each time they are deployed. UFOs are created by a mobile construction facility that hides in the ocean. The construction facility destroys anything that comes close to it and will disappear for days when approached aggressively. The U.S. believes this facility has been active on Earth for at least 100 years and much longer. Fire away on any questions. I'll answer what I can. You won't be disappointed. So right off the rip, this takes off. People are all about it. Here is the questions. What is the main body of government that's collecting information uh, on these UFOs? The DOD, if so, what branch is the most active in the collection of information? Our poster says it doesn't officially exist, and I won't use their eternal internal name either. Next question. What about biological entities Are all UFOs from the same source? I think there's probably more fra- factions or groups of them. He states the U S seems to believe so. So yes, they have been encountered, but my information is limited since my specialty lies elsewhere. Someone asked if, uh, there was any correlation with the out of, uh, galaxy asteroid that came through a couple years back, uh, Omao-Mawa, I think that's how you pronounce it. He was really short with it. He said, no, there's no correlation. Is there any working theories on origins? If so, do you care to elaborate quite a bit, but we think the construction facility has been around since at least 4,000 BC. You can see this in sightings and paintings from early areas of history. Has any information or has any form of intelligible communication been established? He states, yes, it also depends on your viewpoint. They mostly want very little to do with us until we start to talk about war or nuclear options. It's one of the reasons why you see them so often at critical events. Do you know who or what is creating these crafts? Yes, as mentioned earlier, the mobile construction unit is responsible for their deployment and construction. All right. Any potential that they are made by a higher branch of the U.S. government? Absolutely not. What allows them to fly so flat so fast? What technology? They say gravity manipulation and the materials they are constructed from. Are they piloted by undersea intelligence? We think the construction unit is driven by AI. The response time to threats is almost instantaneous and usually very calculated and well thought out. Another poster posted a screenshot of the book, Secrets of Anti-Gravity Propulsion, Tesla, UFOs, and Classified Aerospace Technology by Paul A. LaVoliette, Ph.D. Uh, they stated, I'm not the OP here, but you might dig this. It explains all that and more in detail, more detail than you ever wanted. The original poster saw this and responded, you should pay attention to this. The majority of UFOs I mentioned previously are built to spec and purpose. This is why they are all of different sizes. The contents and equipment usually mimic their intended purpose as well. Is this related to that one rock under the one Scandinavian country, uh, the one that deploys within tectonic spaces? Um, The poster goes on to say, No, this one almost never leaves the Bermuda Triangle.
1: Weird. Yeah. Especially with the amount of craft that have gone missing in that area. So, yeah. And then if you play to him in what he's saying, that would also explain why there hasn't been many vanished in that vicinity for a while.
0: Yeah, the the Bermuda Triangle has been pretty silent lately.
1: Yeah. Because, A, you're going to have, if, if they're really truly on to this, military squadrons are going to stay away. And then, you know, maybe maybe as far as the unit goes, they have learned over time what craft are aggressive and what aren't aggressive. I found another thing pretty interesting when you mentioned the nukes, that they only seem to get interested when we bring those into play, which would obviously suggest that they have use for the planet as well, because if they have the amount of technology you have. They most likely have the technology to get the fuck off the planet, but they're choosing to stay here because of most likely resources that are on said planet.
0: It is interesting, especially coming off of uh, the Collins lead that this popped up. Uh, someone it's four chance. So you're immediately going to have people calling them out. Uh, trying to correct them here and there. Uh, one person says, Bullshit, governments have had and have for a while advanced anti gravity crafts. The poster replies You ask for the particular UFOs we study. That or You ask if the particular UFOs we study are the result of a foreign government, not if other governments have shittier versions of them. Speed alone tells us what we are looking at. Do the UAPs return back to the manufacturing unit? Yes, some come in and leave the planet, but very rarely. Usually the same number that comes in goes out unless special circumstances arise. It feels more like a carrier, but with construction capabilities. What are the purposes of UFA, or of UAPs? Surveillance of humans? The U.S. believes they are not here to harm us. They only seem interested in us once they realize we are destroying things around us, including each other. One of the officials in charge said something that stuck with me. Quote, They act like keepers of a zoo, uninterested in the daily life of the wildlife until there is a problem, end quote. It feels kind of gross. A little bit. Someone states, I can approach the facility without being attacked. Am I of any value to the U.S. and I see? And how would I reach out to them for this? I won't provide any details why, but I am not the only one capable of approaching it. I know of two others. I'm willing to do so if they want me to. Now, this is a different person po- posting this, right? People like to chime in and out. Um, the OP responds with LOL. The last unit we saw approach the facility didn't even have time to communicate that they were being attacked before it was over. So you'll notice that the OP uses verbiage that does not seem like someone that would be of an upper echelon in right. the military or in technology. But you're also on 4chan, so if he lurks around here, he might just roll with the verbiage.
1: Well, and it's not <laughs> to say that he couldn't be a younger that's, that's true associate as well.
0: And, I mean, some people just, just roll with the times, you know? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. All right, moving on. What's buried underneath the mesa on Skinwalker Ranch? Is that show even legit? It seems like some of the most legitimate research on anything paranormal that I've ever seen in my life, and I'm very curious about what they seem to be finding. No idea that the project, if in, it, if any. Uh, no idea on the project, if any. It's likely kept separate. There were two rare elements found fused together that were under the mesa, and I'm very curious as to what's going on there. Op responds. No idea about that either. The crafts we recover are built with numerous elements, some that aren't obtainable here on Earth. Are they friendly? They cut their losses when crashes are recovered. Same with personnel. Zookeepers are not friends with the animals. (laughs) That quote stuck out to me like oh shit. Do you know if the entities behind the UFOs are native to Earth, like an older civilization, a breakaway civilization, or a civilization of humans that escaped a previous cycle of cataclysm due to their advanced tech? I have limited expertise since my role is more in craft slash analysis. U.S. believes that they are foreign to our world. A previous cataclysm could make sense. They also show up in times of strife, such as natural disasters. Um... This person also responded. Also, I think the other guy who was talking about approaching the area without being attacked could be a remote viewer. OP says, I lurked on other boards, but haven't really been to this one since I was comfortable with the answers I had. I wasn't aware that remote viewing was a thing on here. Uh, The rumors among my coworkers are that they have uh, psionic abilities, but honestly, it rarely comes up in in conversation. Uh, Give it a a shot if you can. (laughs) Kind of just put a plate off, push the guy off. Uh, Someone chimes in with, have you tried sending in a raft of hippies? The AI may not recognize them as a threat. Just kidding. OP says, based on previous disappearances and acts of hostility, we believe the construction facility slash carrier has learned what is and what is not hostile. Usually it will just move away or stay deep under the water. It doesn't fire on civilian boats, for example. Expectations apply or exceptions apply when we have seen one or two go missing, usually after sharp turns or erratic movements or etc." Is there any relation to Antarctica? My section monitored just this craft and any interactions it attempted. A previous co-worker did mention something in passing of Antarctica at one point, but I ignored it if I'm being honest. Talking about other projects is considered career suicide. How about the destination of space orbs? Is Jupiter a potential destination? I believe they are keeping a massive orb inside the gas giant, though I have no evidence but many dreams of it. OP responded, no idea. If it is a project, I haven't seen it. No orbs out of the construction facility, just UFOs. What units have been lost approaching this construction machine? Why have they not sent a Seawolf to investigate? The Jimmy Carter with its nanotech? Everything you can think of, really. At one point, nuclear missiles were being toyed with again, and we deployed fighters and a sub with serious intent. Everything except the sub was lost. How have they come to the conclusion the UAP is being, rele- that is being released or ET if they don't know what the UAP are to begin with or anything inside of them? It's a pretty big jump to go right to extraterrestrials. Opie responds, They crash sometimes. Parts fail. Gravity engines near the surface of the planet can be like crossing intersections. We recover these and sometimes we find passengers. We mostly see drones now. Back in the earlier days, we saw a lot more piloted aircraft. Why do you not know anything about the last two years? Just curious. Moved on from projects because of new management that didn't trust older proven methods. Also, LOL at the last unit we saw approach didn't even have time to communicate before they were being attacked. Any details on what happened? Normal approach details. Pilot responsive and actively talking. The feed cuts out the pilot still talking and then suddenly silence the poor guy likely had no idea that he was on a suicide mission based on what we've seen near the construction facility has far superior weapons than ufo's do this weapon destroys matter it hits entirety or in its entirety it also shits on anything electronic in the vicinity you know
1: i'm thinking here and i'm not quite understanding the angle of the facility because I was thinking about how it would attack civilian boats once in a while, like making the only when they would make sharp turns or erratic movements Mm -hmm. that, that makes you feel like whatever's inside there has a, almost like a primal knowledge of, of movement, right? Like, because erratic behavior shows aggression. Yeah. Right? So you couple that with, which is interesting, because whenever the fleet went after it, supposedly the fleet went with the submarine and then the, the planes and whatnot, and then it's, he's talking again about planes being attacked. Like planes will get taken out. Why why go after planes over boats? Or the sub, the sub could reach it.
0: Yeah, that's true. You know what
1: I mean. And then, furthermore, why if if it's if it's a hyper advanced facility, like he's making it sound, it should have the technology to, a, like I guess essentially scan the cra- the aircraft coming in. So, it should be able to tell. Oh shit! That aircraft is carrying a nuke. We need to dismantle it. Oh, that aircraft only has a person inside. Who gives a shit?
0: Yep. Should be able to differentiate. That's what's what, what I, I mean. What's not
1: exactly because if it, if they're that intelligent, and like I said, just because just because a boat is making erratic movements, if they're that intelligent, it should still be able to suss it out, so to speak.
0: Unless they don't care.
1: They might not care. They might not give a shit. That's the
0: only thing that I yeah that I like. As you were saying, I'm like unless they just don't give a shit. They're like trying to negotiate collateral damage, but then they're like, "What the fuck? does it matter." Right, you know? <laughs> right. And it, but it could
1: also suggest that they are they are extremely intelligent, kind of like the uh, uh Serpo entities, super intelligent, but they didn't understand certain things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah like they have the there's they're so smart that they have this disconnect.
0: Yeah, like emotions just taken out of the right. picture.
1: And they're they're based they they run on raw facts like, "Oh, that boat is making erratic movements. It's aggressive. Take it down." Yeah. We don't give a shit.
0: Yeah. Um the contents and equipment usually mimic the intended purpose. Uh so like the equipment share a pattern specific to its purpose. OP says, yes, usually when we find a thinner model, for example, it would have no pilot and a lot of sensory hardware. My favorite is finding one that's fitted for research. If we're lucky, we find things we've never seen before. Before I left, we were looking at what we thought was some kind of lab for genetics. So I take from this specific uh, Q question and answer that OP gives. It's almost like these things send out... These drones to uh, pick up biological life around the around the, the Earth, and sometimes when they find these downcraft, they find biological entities from Earth that we never knew existed.
1: I mean, that, that wouldn't Which be that surprising. Wild, it is wild, <laughs> but it's not that surprising that there's still life out there that we haven't found. Oh yeah,
0: infinite. Someone states I've had two orange orbs approach me within about a hundred feet one night, glowing translucent, but rather dim like the setting sun seen through smog. They were flying at a forty-five degree angle formation, much like this. They posted a picture about fifty mile per hour. They stated research science vessels sometimes have mobile light producing cameras, for lack of a better option, or lack of a better word, used for multiple purposes from scouting to keeping threats contained or at bay. These are shaped like hammers and when operated are extremely bright. Red lights are a sign of hostility or caution to deploy weapons. Orange lights are usually f- used for spotting minerals or living things. That's, That's weird. and strange too. As soon as I blinked my flashlight at them, they accelerated to several thousand knots and disappeared over the horizon. Searched YouTube and found several videos of the similar objects near San Diego. OP responds, I'm not surprised. The range of these are quite large. The UFOs or the UFO was likely somewhere above you and quite high up. Question. Is the water base near Catalina Island creating these as well? This one has only left the Atlantic Ocean twice, both times before I arrived. So again, he's saying that he has primarily only focused on the one in the Bermuda Triangle. Are aliens human or humanoid? He answers, humanoid. Very humanoid. Do you know anything about abductions, forced breeding programs, etc.? The bodies are removed before we are allowed to perform our work. We definitely see some passing by hence changes in older proven methods by new management. Uh, Is real true disclosure coming anytime soon? They respond, the Air Force is extremely frustrated with the lack of progress on their end. We felt similar, but are unable to share details with them. So it's like every branch doesn't get to share their knowledge. So it's heating. It's making it harder for true disclosure to come out, whatever that means.
1: That wouldn't be that surprising either. Because between all the the departments it's probably a big dick swinging thing too you know like they kind of want to be the first of the punch uh, you also hear about it like within in lazar work uh you, you see a lot in secret societies where they have compartmentalization where they don't like they every, one person knowing too much is too much of a liability so they separate everything That's for a reason
0: like- Like, how much do you know? How much do you really know? Do you know as much as we know? Should we let you know as much as we know? Hey, Holocult. The weather's getting nice, and you know what that means. It's cryptid hunting season. And the first rule to cryptid hunting is good footwear. That's why we're excited to announce our partnership with Tacovis Boots. When you're out hunting the dogman or stalking Chupacabra, you don't have time to break in boots. That's why Tacovis is so nice. They have first wear comfort. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with their styles when you're out hunting cryptids.
1: And let me tell you, their styles are on point. I've always considered getting me a pair of snakeskin boots, and their pair is mint. They also have crocodile boots, caiman boots, ostrich boots, regular leather boots. They they have it all, and it's, re- it's ridiculously awesome. You can even stop by their, the local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. So just imagine yourself getting a pair of legitimate snakeskin Hollow Sky branded boots. How awesome would that be?
0: Nothing is going to intimidate a dog man like a nice pair of gator skin boots. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tacovascom That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tacovascom and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Someone states uh Jacques Valley is somewhat close then or as close as anyone is they respond with i believe he's the closest so far as to what's really going on no one really knows and anyone claiming to know is full of shit we know quite a bit about it all but are we know quite a bit about it but all of this shit's about five steps ahead of us i believe there isn't a situation in which we aren't bamboozled by them from what i understand we bio- biologically operate on a point-by-point point time basis, and it's operating on a range of time. Which is, I don't know what the fuck he's going on about there. Uh, still a nebulous phenomenon that is impossible to be precise about and plays tricks. How do you study something that doesn't want to be studied? Uh, they said, you absolutely nailed it with this comment. The moment we think we start to have a grasp on what's going on, it'll either throw a curveball at us, which is with its nature or intentions, or or seem to instigate global conflict. We're playing checkers while it's hyperdimensional.
1: That's weird that it plays with politics.
0: Yeah. Like to to distract it. Like we're getting too close. Getting too close to figuring it out.
1: Yeah, that's super weird. (sighs) It'll instigate conflict between the people of the planet. That's very weird.
0: So I'd assume this is some sort of AI design that seems to be advanced yet already prepared us for the get-go. Can you OP says? Can you rephrase this, please? Basically, when designed to let's say be a miner, you will usually see hardware dedicated to resource collection on the vessel. If the vessel is something scientific, you may encounter things like tools, and as previously mentioned, something akin to a lab. We thought of it more of as of. We thought of it more as I need to go hiking, so the construction facility builds you a car, aka a U F O, and packs it full of hiking supplies. Then it adjusts the shapes to fit whatever was packed inside of it. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, it's also another angle you could look at that. Because I, I thought the same thing when they're talking about research vessel or mining that they like the vessel would have tools on it. Well, why does the vessel need tools? If there's no bodies on board. Because the the vessel can't pick up a hammer and chisel away.
0: That we know of.
1: That we know of. But it makes me wonder if it's not more of just a fucking transport. Uh Like, oh, Steve (laughs) out here in the Himalayas needs this, this, and this.
0: Well, let's build this craft, send it over to him, and drop it off. Interesting. I like it. Do you think there are fewer piloted crafts because the population of the facility, if any, is declining? No, the common consensus is that they're just being careful. I've heard of recovery of living pilots. Usually doesn't go well for either of us.
1: Oh, that's lovely.
0: (laughs) We suspected they piloted a lot of their initial craft due to early complications. We also saw more crashes back then. Uh, Any bodies recovered show any ranges of aging that we can recognize. I wonder if most of the inhabitants are either old or dead at this point, though younger bodies would disprove that, I suppose. I have no idea about age. It's not my specialty. And asking about it would have been a net negative, especially now. Previous higher-ups were getting better about being open with information since discovery happened a lot quicker. What do the passengers look like? Are they biological or android? Biological. Do you know anything about people such as Stephen Greer, Lou Elizondo, or whatever, etc., etc.? Are these people in the know? Are they LARPers? Are they controlled misinformationists, etc.? No idea. One name does stick out that you didn't mention. Mentioning Bob Lazar by name would likely have you taken out back and put down like a dog. Do the math on why. Is he
1: saying that Bob Lazar. Told the truth?
0: I don't know.
1: Or is Bob Lazar misinformation?
0: I don't know. If he was misinformation, you'd think they'd want him out there. Yeah. If he was spitting the truth, then that'd be much more, much more of a liability. You'd think. Yeah. Out of everything ever found regarding UFOs in general, what's your personal favorite? And he states, New engine was deployed with a very large model that I'd never seen before. We usually see three to five gravity-producing engines. This one had seven. So they're up in their game, apparently. Favorite object or fine? Probably the lab, since we never fully understood how it worked before it was destroyed. He didn't go into details there, but I wish he would have. Makes me wonder w- whether a meaningful distinction between scientific study an amusement still exists for them if it ever did. This was before my time, but they talked about a bus UFO that had more occupants than hardware. Most of the intended purpose appeared to be for physical viewing. I wondered if they ever just wanted to look at all the animals in the zoo. How long until we can hang out with the aliens? Do you have any annoying cousins that destroy everything they touch? When would you want to hang out with them? <laughs>
1: That's factual. (laughs)
0: He's not sugarcoating that one. Uh, This is a strange reoccurring theme. At minimum, they have psychotronic devices of some sort. This This statement reminded me of something from my first year. UFO crashes. They remove the bodies well before my team arrives. We start to look, and the craft is unpowered at first. A few minutes later, the craft powers up and starts to close up. We radio out and get a response from a unit removing one of the occupants that they are working on it. The ship powers off and the other team asks if we're good to go. No mention of how this access was possible. I suspect that the pilot may have interfaced with the ship by remote or psionic ability. So they power the ships by their brains. Not really translucent, but maybe the outer shell was. They definitely had an inner core That wasn't see-through. Lots of tools they use produce light. If this is still about the orb, the shell you may have seen was just the light around the device I call the hammer. Are there more than one construction facility? You mentioned one in the Bermuda Triangle. However, there are lots of USOs off the west coast of the Americas as well. Any insight? I suspect that there may be since we only watch the one in the Atlantic Ocean and the UFOs we track normally don't stray far from their home base. Asking about it would have been a very bad move on my part. Uh, I'm talking about the MCUs. Are you talking about the one in the Pacific or the one in the Arctic? The Atlantic. I don't know of any others. The mention of something in the Arctic was weird and brief when it came up. Is the MCU talking about a burger shape or a pear shape? We need to know. Burgerish. I misunderstood and thought you were asking about the UFOs, not the carrier construction construction facility. So apparently, there were other people on the thread that knew of these construction facilities. That there are different ones because they ask about the shape. Interesting. OP talked about hybridization with the human race. Uh, If you only knew how bad things are, they said. (laughs) OP responds with, I wouldn't bang my cousin, but I also understand that this is on 4chan. (laughs) when asking about hybridization between the aliens and the humans.
1: It's kind of a weird statement to make. Yeah.
0: He, he uses terms that I'm not going to use because uh, cancelization, but if you would like to hunt down the actual thread, please feel free to do so. Although in an interesting turn of events, the original thread on 4chan has been deleted.
1: That's interesting.
0: hmm
1: That last comment he makes, almost makes you, makes you wonder if there's a type of relation between us
0: and... He does say cousin m- multiple times. Very interesting. I read somewhere, some UFO navigation systems require an ET whose own personal wavelength has been specifically attuned to the neural network of the craft. Opie says this tracks somewhat, f- somewhat to me. When we look at the craft, we usually have to force certain things to work. Two teams come behind mine, so that could be or two teams come behind mine, so that could be dedicated to understanding the craft. Can you tell us what they look like physically? Usual gray type or big ears? Question mark. Imagine typical grays you see on TV. I've seen two corpses, so maybe they're a different species, but I've never laid eyes on another. Anything about their culture, name, etc. Rumors mostly. They almost never want anything to do with us. Mentions of destruction or warfare apparently change their attitude pretty quickly, though. Um, Precisely, another massive problem is determining which aspects of encounters are physically real. We rely on our biological and technological sensors too much to be able to truly understand the phenomenon of abduction, in my opinion. Um... He had talked about uh, various nuclear site incursions, and someone says that's a hell of a claim, any particular incident. I guess global global conflict wasn't a good term. I meant more of tension. The nuclear site incursions, the airspace violations, has also been increasing tensions. From what I understand, the Roswell incident increased tension between the U.S. and the Soviets. There's a security tension behind other countries gaining access to the information or materials surrounding the phenomenon. There's been a great domestic tension within the U.S. intelligence agencies, military disinformation campaigns, and et cetera. So not only are they stirring up tension between us and other countries, they're also keeping tensions in between all of our intel agencies as well. So weird. You never think that, like... When talking about the subject, you never think that they're puppet mastering all of this on top of I everything mean, else. It
1: definitely makes sense. Yeah.
0: The, you always think it's like some some government agency pulling the strings, but you never think that they're like, what they're looking into is pulling the strings on them. Right. Uh, why did the UFOs fuck all those people up in Brazil? Uh, probably talking about the uh, Vargina incident Um, uh, source. It might let me give you more insight. Was it by accident of them not knowing we'd be damaged by their equipment or did they just not care? I found, I found that they usually monitor us. If approached at uncomfortable distance, they flee when concerned it doesn't end well for us. Their tools can do harm to us even just for scientific purposes. We think that they just don't care. So it checks. Yeah. They're checking shit out on us and they don't care of the recourse. Do you believe we're under control? We are under their control in some way or somewhere or where sometime in history. Let me try that again. Again, I apologize. It's hard to, if you've ever been on 4chan, it's just a big cluster of comments you have to dig through them and put them together. So do you believe we are under their control in some way or where, or were sometime in history? Possibly, but I have no way of knowing. The higher-ups I work for seemed hell-bent on discovering more about them, usually not a quality found among controlled beings. What were the main reason for the crashes? I think random lightning or freak accidents, seeing how advanced they are. You'd be surprised by how many mistakes they make, especially further back you look. One area they seem to avoid, like the plague, we suspect is due to issues with gravity and flight. Before they figured out, we collected quite a few mishaps from there. They tried to shoot or we've tried to shoot down some mostly over nuclear incidents, but we failed miserably. I think he goes on to mention it's somewhere in the Southwest where these crashes became commonplace, wherever this gravitational anomaly is, seems to fuck them up. I think he mentions it, but I'm not sure how far down it is. This is a super long Q and a, so it's probably going to be multiple episodes. Uh, Did you see any written symbols on the craft? Yes. Usually marked by doorways and key objects, written languages appear frequently on tools and critical items. Also, it reads like their objective is objective is to observe and preserve. I agree. The idea was pitched that they're waiting for us to mature or perhaps something bigger to arrive. They don't want us to ruin the planet in the meantime. Uh, What do you believe is the reason for the uptick in sightings recently? Once again, my knowledge was cut off about two years ago. If you mean very recently, my guess would be that the Russians and the U.S. are having a little secret dance amongst, amongst themselves. When nuclear anything gets involved, we see large deployments for long periods of time. Strife seems to be the catalyst. Also, what is your scariest experience while engaging the phenomenon? And what is your favorite, if any... The doors closing on us, as mentioned above, made me wish that I had brown pants on that day. Still fascinated with the lab we found. It was damaged by accident, and I never really got much time with it. Are you aware of any foreign alien tech that was successfully reversed engineered? Yes, we used to laugh at Russian and Chinese design. We stopped laughing at China when they produced an operational, but buggy, version of their mining equipment. Still stumps most of our engineers. China also lies out of its ass, but from what we saw, we deemed it operational and working. Countries listed above also have flight-capable crafts, just not very good ones. I'm honestly surprised no one has asked about the energy source or the internals. I'm heading out for the night, but tomorrow I will answer more. So, China is got to step up on us. Yeah, distances. hot on the trail,
1: which isn't surprising. It's not surprising at all.
0: I like that he did, in, did touch on that. And, and all three of us have operational crafts, just shitty ones.
1: Yeah. And China has been trying to make leaps and bounds for quite some time on us. I mean, they've admitted to super soldier programs. They have a fascination with quantum physics and they seem to push that more in the upcoming youth than we do. So wouldn't be surprised that maybe they're gearing up a bunch, which is kind of weird when you think about it, super soldier programs, which is augmented people able to withstand and do more. And they're also teaching their youth quantum physics, a possible connection to reverse engineering of these craft, maybe they are trying to prepare themselves for the future.
0: And China is so hush hush about everything. Oh yeah. You know, they live in a completely different world, essentially, oh, than what absolutely. we know of. Just just because they have they have so much of their media lockdown. It is interesting that it's us it's the three the big three fighting to re engineer all this tech. Uh, they quote, "I've heard of living pilots, or recovery of living pilots, usually doesn't go well for either of us." Uh, somebody ask why. Op says one example was shortly after I joined. They said one was downed, but two occupants were alive. The first team couldn't get close without being attacked. Aliens never seem to recover their lost UFOs for whatever reason, so they just have to wait a few days until whatever was aboard the craft died, and then recover the UFO. Hostility is usually their last option. Um, somebody goes on here to say, I have direct knowledge that if you're not lying, I can approach this construct without harm. If they are interested in acquiring my assistance in doing so, I will offer my help freely under any set conditions they require. They have nothing to lose from this exchange, so I don't see why they wouldn't be interested. My only condition is that they not ask how I'm able to do so unharmed until they see me do it. Op states, Genuinely, confu- genu- genuinely confused about what you're asking me. Recruitment isn't something that's easy if that's your goal. They usually recruit people with an extremely clean background check, and I've never seen anyone recruited under the age of 35. Uh, what is the energy source? You mentioned Bob, so I think I already know. Correctish. The power source is E-115. The thing no one talks about is that, you, that usually they seal it within the craft because it produces its own gravitational field. Bob Lazar handled E-115, which was already pulled out, which is rare and re- weird. The protocol now is that only one person is allowed to handle E-115. I was, provid- I was forbidden from touching or interacting with it. We still have trouble producing it as well. So that kind of leads more credence to uh, Lazar being... Uh, Telling the truth. Yeah, being a hot-button topic.
1: It's weird that... Certain people are not permitted to touch E-115. Like, what the fuck does it matter?
0: Yeah. I don't know. That is weird. Bob Lazar handled E-115, which was already pulled out, which is rare and weird. Protocol now is that only one person is allowed to handle it. I wonder if it causes effects like... Negative effects or something. I don't know. Good. It's weird. Moving on. How do UFOs travel in the context of those Tic Tac reports and Bob Lazar's report video where they seemingly jump through space time and light to appear in new locations? Uh, Notice how it just phases into a new location. It like staggers. This is common when moving at high speed from a standstill or slow speed. Initially, gravity distorts time and the object inside the field can stagger when traveling. I've heard the craft can detect the presence of a camera when someone is filming them. Not unless the craft is put into a mode to detect a lens. So no, if the UFO is still, er, if the UFO is standing still or hovering, they won't miss you. You can see a face like you're standing in front of someone a couple miles out. It doesn't look like a camera through their eyes. It is different. How are you able to talk about any of this? If didn't you swear to secrecy? Yes, I did swear to secrecy. Liver cancer sucks. So the dude is on his way out. Also checks as
1: to why he would be talking.
0: Wouldn't the government already have their eye on you considering you could turn out to be a loose end? I'm not going on national TV or radio. I'm on a 4chan board. I'm sure they look at stuff like this, but cancer makes you feel a little different. Also, did you or your coworkers experience strange things outside of work that could have been related to what you saw? No. Usually most people working there had no prior interest in UFOs, or at least feigned not having any interest. Interest. Um, someone responded to zookeeper, the zookeeper statement. They said, this isn't true. Most zookeepers love their work and love the animals a great deal. I've wondered if some of them do like us. They definitely have the ability to destroy us.
1: That's comforting. <laughs> I also love how people do what people do and take things out of context. Yeah.
0: They're like, hey,
1: zookeepers love their job.
0: Spheres are a type of unmanned surveillance drone shaped like a hammer. But when activated, yes, they appear like spheres due to intense light. They see light differently and looking into a sun for them isn't an issue like it is for us. I can't speak for the psionic abilities, if any, since I've only heard rumors in passing. We believe the lack of communication was inherent to their personnel or to their personal beliefs about us. As mentioned previously, but active, serious discussion about destruction gets them going. So essentially they don't talk to us because they just don't think we're worth it. Until we start talking about blowing shit up.
1: Yeah, makes sense. And
0: they're like, oh great.
1: They're at it again. The the animals in the
0: zoo are getting restless. Do you think they're playing some role in stopping rogue entities and dangers in space from hurting us on a large scale? This was another theory, yes. We think they're more interested in keeping the planet safe from us. Two main suggestions are that we don't spoil the planet before they arrive and take it from us, or they're letting us evolve and grow while preventing true devastation.
1: I don't like the first option. That's weird. Don't like the first option. They're hanging on to it. Yeah. So the rest of the armada can come and fuck us up.
0: What do you know about this claim? Quote, you mentioned that you know, that you do not know much about the Psy spy program, but the government's remote viewer... Number one, Joe McMonagle claims that he has viewed the entities that are here and they are interdimensional. What do you know about this claim? Joe is very credible. Sadly, not enough to give you a good response. Remote viewing is a very strange thing. It's shown to work at times, but most of the times it doesn't. Or conclusions have fuzzy connections as if they are forced. As for interdimensional aspect of it, I don't believe there's anything actual interdimensionally happening. It's just our best way to try and grasp slash perceive what's going on behind this veil. From what I understand, whatever is behind the phenomenon has the ability to manipulate matter and energy in similar ways that we can manipulate information. We can create 3D realities and manipulate them via our understanding of machine code and linear algebra. It also seems to be able to play around with space-time. Almost as if we're sitting on or perceiving time that's been homogeneously transformed into projective space, while they are free to move about that homogeneous space. If they haven't entered the projection space, then they can freely move about our space without interacting with it until they collapse their space or coordinates into our projective space, normalizing their position with their homogeneous coordinate.
1: That's a lot to take in. But it sounds a lot like the Rendlesham Forest claim. Yep,
0: that's exactly what I was thinking when he when he popped off there. They can manipulate matter and energy in similar ways that we can manipulate information. Yep. How fucking terrible is that? It sucks. We don't even like you. If that if that is true, we don't even know what is real to us is real to us.
1: Oh yeah, everything could be smoke and mirrors. What? I don't know, dude. That last one's a lot to take in.
0: Yeah, and it's almost it. It is almost like it being hyper or interdimensional. You know what I mean? Like, because it's the only way that we can explain it, which is kind of like what I explained the other day about how they can only interact with us in our own like set dimension. A, yeah,
1: set of rules.
0: But I guess I mean it is a nice little box to put it in to explain it. Yeah. If we have no we other don't, way to explain,
1: yeah, it. yeah, we don't have we don't fully understand it, so.
0: Uh, where are we at on time? I got a few more here before I wrap this specific episode up. And then, uh, why does image analysis by someone competent on the original UFOs always show weird stuff? Uh, gravity and the reflective nature of the craft, usually. Am I right in assuming the disco lights is just an air absorbing radiation and being completely saturated by it? He just goes, No, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. That's what materials awesome. are these UFOs made of? That answer gets really complicated really quickly. Short answer is an alloy that we cannot reproduce but only repurpose. This alloy is, is kind of like a film that fits over the frame of the craft. I mentioned they were built to spec, and that's exactly what I mean. The shape is always efficiently designed. The actual frame itself is heavier and composed of more elements. Both of these alloys have a lot of elements that we cannot reproduce. One of the main problems when repurposing these alloys is getting them hot enough. They absorb heat very well, well, and shaping the material is a tedious process. Can you quickly walk through the process of identifying the contents of a crashed UFO? First team leaves the deals with the occupants or the first team that leaves deals with the occupants and initial discovery. We arrive and meet with an external member of the team who can touch and examine the parts that we are not allowed to interact with. We never have to cut our way into the UFO. We enter the first order. We enter the first order of business is checking for E-115, then leaving the ship together to send it away. We return and look for any tools or loose objects that can be extracted. We then start to strip away any unspecialized components on board such as sensory equipment or navigation. We leave and a third and fourth team like will arrive and likely remove, remove the bulk of the craft. Um, what materials are these UFOs made of? Oh, I already ran that. I guess I sent this through twice. Okay. I will end with this one right here. So someone posted a space force logo, in the middle of the thread, and ROP says this: Pay attention to the space force. We were told this would be a long project of disinformation. As one of the key takeaways, new management was hell bent on going back to secrecy. They thought they were way too open with our operations. So we're going to stop there. I've still got a lot of information to share. What do you think, Kyle? Blowing smoke? Or I don't know do yet. He's legit. I don't know yet. He has me on the fence.
1: That's where I'm at. Like I'll
0: fall one way. And yeah. Be like this dude is just in here feeding off the chat. Then he'll talk about shit. I'm like, he he shares enough to make me think he knows enough.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know that, I mean, I'm on the fence too. Like I can't tell right now if he's full of shit or not. Because, and especially if in in succession, like I'm sure there's time stamps, and I'm not gonna go through all of them, but that's another important thing, in my opinion, when it comes to this Q and A shit. How quickly is he able to respond to people? Because if he's responding like relatively fast.
0: Yeah, uh, th- and there are he's he's people will ask a series. This is how he did it. People will ask a series of of about three to five questions, and then he'll come in and respond. He'll come in and respond, and he only did this for about two and a half days
1: because it, it would be hard to look up. Yeah, and like fabricate this mass story. Yes, on the fly like that. Like if he's able to answer people within minutes of them asking questions, then fuck man. Like in my opinion, that that's a lot harder Yeah, to call bullshit because you'd have to have a extremely well-rehearsed story. You would have to essentially fabricate the story, then fabricate the intended anticipated questions and then, remember the answers to said questions. Sure. You're going to get some of those questions. You're going to get materials. You're going to, you're going to know that but there's a couple oddballs in there where you're going to get stomped. Yeah. And be like, uh,
0: and the fact that there's so many, like this is a long Q and have at least another episode of questions, maybe more. I'm not sure. I'm probably about halfway through, to just for this just to be some dude fucking with people, like you think he would get over it quick, right? You yeah. know, especially when you got people coming at you from all different angles, being like you're a hack, this that right. And the other. But he never seems to go off the rails with anybody. He never really gets aggravated with them. Um, he's just kind of here to share what he knows. He acts
1: like a dude dying of cancer.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. He's he's like, believe me or not, you know. Yeah, like, like
1: this, is, it is what it is.
0: It's it was it's I and I haven't even read through it all. I was just reading as I was pulling and putting this together. Again, you have to excuse me because trying to deal with anything on four chan is fucking awful the way it's set up. But it's it's interesting, man.
1: I dig it. I dig it so far It's
0: it's definitely entertaining If nothing else It is an entertaining It's thought provoking Part of the internet And the fact that it's fresh It's not even a month old And the fact that Fucking 4chan Deleted the thread
1: That's another
0: It's so Out of pocket to me
1: Yeah it's another Sussy moment
0: Because there's nothing Shared on here That you would think Is that Is that big of a deal No Unless it's all legitimate Could be Thank God for internet archives. Because that's the only place you can find it now. It's wild. But anyway, Holocult, that's part one of the UFO whistleblower. Whoa. 4chan UFO whistleblower. Q&A. Uh, be sure to ch- tune in next week for part two. Until then, check us out at all social medias, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, Reddit, search up the Hollow Sky podcast. You know where we are. You know the deal. And until we meet again, uh just be good to your fellow zoo occupants here on planet Earth.